Tailgater Sports. That's right, everybody. It is another episode of Tailgater Sports. However you found this podcast, whyever you are listening to this podcast, we are just so happy that you are. My name is Eric. I have two other guys with me. They are named Randy and Tyler. They're going to be in in just one second, but we have a great episode planned out. We're going to run through some of the stuff going on in L.A. sports. It's a big weekend for L.A. sports. The Lakers might be wrapping up an NBA title. The Dodgers are advancing after smacking around the stupid San Diego Padres. We have a packed show. Of course, we're going to talk some NFL football week five, some Tom Brady action. Believe it or not, his kryptonite might be a guy with a big unit. Um, but before then, let's bring in Randy. He's our Packers guy, the 4-0 Packers. Damn right. He's a member of the Forks Up Nation, ASU football, Pac-12 football on the horizon. A little late to the party, but it's going to happen. And the third guy of our humble podcast, the 0-4 fan, the... I just, I'm, I'm Tyler, you okay? You've been real quiet through all this. I want to make sure you're still alive. Are you hanging from a ceiling fan? I am not. I am anything but humble in my hatred for Dan Quinn. And I just, I can't do it. Okay. Before we get into it, we got a lot of stuff to get to. Me and Randy talked about this. Talk about just driving a joke into the ground. Right, Randy? It's a good thing Tyler isn't very vocal on his Twitter page about how mad and sad he is in the Falcons. Oh, wait. We've been really amping this up. Yeah. But anybody listening to this regularly has gotten enough of the Tyler Dan Quinn hate, I think, on Twitter. Like, my God, man, for 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 taking a joke, you just really drove this crap into the ground. Tyler, I want him gone. It's that simple. Yeah, the but you can't be a one-trick pony. No, but the fact that he still has a job is insulting. No, you know what's While insulting? Bill O'Brien you know over there in Houston is the fact that you said on Monday Night Football, uh-huh. Literally minutes, minutes after Matt Ryan missed a <laughs> wide open receiver in the end zone to, oh, to get that. back into the game, have a chance. You said this is the dumbest thing. You should never even watch football because you said, well, if they get the first pick, who do they need? They don't need a quarterback. And then and then uh, you I gave you a chance to elaborate and you said, well, we don't need Trevor Lawrence. What do we draft him and have him sit behind Matt Ryan for a couple years? Sit behind Matt Ryan. Oh, my God, dude. Matt? I I said that. Yeah, and yeah, you, know you did. I might I might take that back. Like, yeah. I was, thank you, man. I I got called out moment, by several you. people on that, and I I took some time. I thought about it, and I was like, no, actually, Trevor Lawrence. That actually makes thank sense. Thank you. Okay, I have no problem. Thank you. I'm I'm glad you're yeah. going back on a mulligan on it because that was honestly that was one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Look, for the longest time, I wanted Mike McCarthy, uh, Ted Thompson, and Dom Capers out of Green Bay. Sent to God knows where, but I wasn't tweeting it every single day. Like, ah, woke up, Dom Capers is still employed. It's going to be a bad day. I went on a Pedro Baez tear about the first trip or oh, the, the, yeah. trip the, the trip the Cubs beat the, the Dodgers in the NLCS. That was gnarly. Year. Pedro Baez had some meltdowns, and I went yeah. on a page. That was his year before he kind of figured it out. I went on a Pedro Baez like hate tour that season. It must really suck to be a closer because every time I've been close to tweeting something about baseball, it's always been directed at a closer. You know, like Brian Wilson. um, Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson, who was supposed to be so cool because he was the cool guy in San Francisco. Yeah. And then um, uh, uh, Kelly. Kelly last year. Yeah. He uh, he kind of crapped the bed, but he got. I mean, it, it's it's a tough job to be a closer. And oh, I bet, man. And we we were talking about this, and I don't even know. I don't even look at the schedule. I don't even know if we're talking about Dodger baseball in this episode. But let's get I, after it. Who cares? We're going. I I do know that uh, Kenley Jansen nearly gave a heart attack to probably all of Los Angeles. Kenley Jansen, man, I, it sucks because I'm a Kenley Jansen guy. Yeah, and I've I've tried to go to battle for him. But he's come up short in so many, so many big spots, man. And then he yeah. almost he almost blew game uh, yeah. game two against the Padres. 
but that's what I'm saying though. Like being a closer is such a he- like it's not even it's almost not even worth it. It's almost like how can you be how can it be how can you have fun and be a closer? Like like I don't well you I, win. I know closer, I know you, but you win and that's fun. But, but I feel like the Dodgers never have a good closer. They always have no, someone no, who they no. always have Eric someone Gagne, who's Eric Gagne, Gagne, come on. The jungle. Didn't Eric Gagne get get exposed for using steroids though? Yeah, but steroids don't really help a pitcher that much. Yeah, do that's they? for like recovery and stuff. But right, no, allegedly, but, allegedly. But I'm saying like the Yankees had Mariano Rivera, who longevity's cool. sake and, and just the thing is nowadays, man, like closers aren't even like lights out closers anymore. Yeah, you know, you got guys who are good, and it's like closer by committee. Right. The, the one that comes to my mind right now is like Josh Hader's the the weapon. It's all every season. Yeah, it's like they're talking about Josh Hader's the best pitcher in baseball, the biggest weapon on the Brewers roster, but. He can't pitch in back-to-back days or three days rest. You know what's a crazy thought I had? Because I was watching the replay of the Padres-Dodgers game. I was looking at the Padres team, and I was like, I don't know a single person on this team with the exception of like Machado and, and, and Tatis. And then I thought to myself, there are how many major league teams? 32? Or around that? I'd assume around the number? 30, 30. Yeah, 30. For each of those teams, there are fans out there that know everything about their players. But like to me, they're just a mystery. Like, who are these people? Right. Like these random Randersons. But apparently, like if you're a Padres fan, you're in love with you know X Y Z player. But me as a Dodgers fan, like I don't know who the hell that is. And I, I just I find it I find it such a trip because baseball to me is such a mystery as far as the players go. There's I get what he's talking about because like, do, does anybody remember the very beginning of Major League when they're bringing all the rando guys and the people in the diner? Like, who the hell are half these guys? That's basically what Randy's saying. Yeah, and that's how he feels. Like, because who the hell are half these dudes? Eric and I had a conversation, I think, a few days ago about how, like, every year there's that one guy on the Dodgers who just comes out of nowhere and makes a big play. Like, we had Tracy Thompson, uh, Kyle Farmer. Um, uh, who was that dude you told me about that, like, came up from the minors and, like, hit a bunch of home runs and then didn't make the roster this year? We were talking about him. What was his name? Was it Guerrero or, G- or is that oh, the guy um, who uh, Rios. Rios. Rios, yeah. See, Rios. there's so many goddamn yeah, baseball players. Yeah, he got hurt the day of the roster finalization. And, and just when I think I'm, I'm up to date with how good these guys are, they get traded away or they get like they don't get re-signed. Yeah. So. Or they're on the taxi squad. You don't see them to the next I mean, year or something exactly. like that. that but basically, that kind, of shows, that kind of shows how good the Dodgers farm system is, though, yeah. is that these yeah. good guys are expendable yeah. you had, uh, because they have backups for the backups. Yeah, you had Will Smith, the first rookie catcher ever i think in mlb history have five hits in a postseason game yesterday so Damn. it's like they're and they have some studs in the in the system still that haven't even made it up to the big leagues yet. maybe uh maybe just maybe guys we might have a closer in there somewhere what did you think about all the stuff that was around uh, i'm sure you guys watched the game if not you saw it on twitter with bruce star gratterall uh i love it that's funny Machado, I, I was fine uh, that's cool that. okay, okay i was fine shocking baseball got all butthurt about a, them doing something that wasn't just but walking there was actually your... a good amount of pushback for the people that were pissed off about it because mookie came out about it harrison the guy that does the studio work for the dodgers they yeah. even talked about it on on the on the broadcast with joe west and um uh smoltz he's like well if you're gonna show emotion when you hit when you pimp a home run you throw your bat because that was what happened you know machado yeah. threw his bat chucked it it wasn't yeah. a bat flip it was a bat throw after he hit a home run early in the game and you know an hour later Gratterolf, you know this was my problem with it Gratterall had the least to do with the play yeah, he I gave know. up he gave up a tank shot to dead center in that massive stadium in arlington tanked i know dead center fernando tatis jr ripped it and luckily he got bailed out by freaking cody bellinger going up and stealing the home run so i get why he was pumped but then him throwing the glove, him throwing, his, yeah. the rip the chest, whatever. I can see why they'd be pissed. I mean, if Bellinger did it, but you can't get pissed if you're going to be throwing bats and bat flipping. And right, right. Just an inning earlier. I don't know. I I, I like it, though. I, I understand because baseball is, I think, probably the most intimate of the, the major sports because when it's when you're up to bat, it's 
all the eyes are on you. It's not like you can pass the ball to someone else and they can finish the play for you. It's like, okay, it's one-on-one picture, pitcher versus batter. And so when that whole thing went down, it's like, you know, the eyes are sort of like the, the, the professional thing to do is walk back, but Gratterall decided to change it up, which I enjoy. I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, like maybe next time kick some dirt or maybe spit or something one or twice, once or twice then throw some seeds, you know, do something cool, some razzle dazzle. But I also, I also enjoyed the, uh, the Machado hate that came down to, yeah. that poured down on Twitter because I never quite understood why it was he came to LA and then was like, all right, well, he I'm was the big, like he was the big deadline get that they got. You know, they traded right. for him. That well, he we was tra- the one that was gonna be, be the the missing piece in him and Darvish, of- right? No, no, that that was not the same year. Okay, see, that, that was the year before. Yeah, yeah. So, Everything is mixed well, up in my he head. Did, he just didn't resign, and he went got the mega deal in in San Diego instead. I'd be yeah. a millionaire in San Diego. I'm, in a I'm, me, too, me too, but don't expect to get all butt hurt when the Dodgers kick your butt because you decided right. to go down to San Diego. And that's what I was gonna say. Like the thing is, if I was a player in the major leagues, personally, I would feed more off pitcher emotion, and I actually love pitcher emotion when you get like the key strikeout. To like close out the inning or whatever because you're in relief in a playoff game and you see these dudes basically shouting so loud that the veins in their neck are sticking out i feed more off that than off something or someone just pimping a home run i don't know i think pitcher emotion is super underrated yeah because usually it's coming off it's coming moments after a huge tension if you're getting a big yeah. strikeout it's a big moment in the game and everybody's probably tensed up and then you know, you hear the, the snap of the glove or, you know, in the dirt, swinging a miss. And that's a big moment. Right. Home runs, you can't really prep for it. You know, somebody gets yeah. a hold of one and you're not really even paying attention. But a big strikeout is usually a moment where everybody's like, OK, this is bases loaded or scoring position down right. by one or something like that. Everybody's ready for it. So that's probably why it's a little bigger in the moment. At nothing, least. Uh, nothing's worse than baseball when the pitcher has like the bases loaded and you're like in your head, you're like, he's going to blow this, isn't he? And so you're just kind of like there in limbo, like, uh. And Someone's going to hit something. And that's my comes. problem with Kenley, man. Instead of me being confident in Kenley, when he comes out now, I literally look at my fiance and I tell her, I'm like, we have this, we have this uh, term, we call it effery, but we, we use the actual word, you know, so let's call it buckery. So I'm like, Leanne, Jansen's on the mound, so you know, there's going to be some buckery tonight, you know, and and, and there, it always oh is. God. And that's the problem, you know, and then sure enough, he walked somebody, I think, and then he gave up like a double into the gap. And it's like, oh, Jansen. And he looked awful. He looked so bad. Missing spots. Eric, I even, he skipped I even one. In, he, he pegged one in the dirt when he was supposed to be up in, up in, yeah. like in the, you know, in the eyesight with somebody. It's like, and he, he spiked it. I'm like, oh, man. He I'm, hasn't been the same since he went on the DL for the heart issue. <laughs> when he broke his heart. He, yeah, literally broke his heart. And then he came back and he just really hasn't been the same dude since. Yeah, he's been tailing off, I want to say, the last like three years or so. It's like not the same. And then he'll. He gives up the meatball. And that's my problem with with Kershaw, with him. It's like they're so good, so good. And it's like, you know, two base runners all game. And then the most inopportune time, you know, Kershaw in game game two against the Padres. Dealing, dealing, dealing. Six inning, back-to-back home runs with, uh, was it uh, Machado and Hosmer, I think, or something? Yeah. And it's like you're dealing, you're dealing, you're dealing. And then it's all thrown away because you go back to back and you get pulled in the sixth inning, or you, you give up back to back of ding dongs in the ninth inning, and then it's that's the only thing people are going to talk about. Remember when Brandon League was the closer, and oh everyone's God. like, 
He had like a few I good games. That. And then just kept terrible. crap in the goddamn bed. Right. See, the fact that Tyler, who's an Angels fan, is even aware of this stuff just goes to show the bad luck the Dodgers have a closer. Well, have the Angels ever had a, a legit closer? Off the top we of my had, head, I uh, can't think of any. Frankie Rodriguez back uh, mid 2000s. Frankie Rodriguez, okay. I believe, actually still holds the record 20 years for ago. most saves in a year. It was 60 something, which for a reliever is pretty incredible. But see, that's always the biggest thing that I have with closers and relievers. They always have one good year and then just disappear. Like there, there are exceptions to the rule. Um, I mean, the Frankie, the Frankie definitely had more than one good year. But I'm thinking of like, okay, I'll bring him back. Like I said, Eric Gagne earlier. He had uh he had like five good years stringed together. Uh Trevor Hoffman and uh Mariano Rivera, both Hall of Famers. I mean, yeah. there's there's good closers out there. They are few and far yeah. between, I they're, will say that. They just have a, they're good. They have a better probability of dropping off because of their position. Yeah. You, if you're not good, if you can't get three outs, you know, you're gonna be replaced like that right. sometimes in season. That's why they don't stick around as long. And you have to be really, really good in order to be like a perennial great closer. Because yeah. there's no room for error. You have three outs usually a game, two if that sometimes. And if you get a guy on base, it's considered a failure in some instances. I mean, Roberts also has a weird way of playing the game, which right. is just Dustin hey. May started game three, went one inning, yeah. and then it kind of was like a weird bullpen. Luckily, they got a lead and they went to Urias for like a bulk of the of the of the game because they had uh, some breathing room. Yeah, but yeah, dude, it's it's a weird time to be a baseball fan when it comes to pitching and pitch counts and usage and uh, you know load management see we're going the wrong way in regards to like new age thinking it's like hey how about instead of making the pitchers pitch one inning at a time i don't know add some music or something i saw an article from the la times that was saying how there is a possibility the astros could break the dodgers hearts again and i thought about it for a second like i sat and thought about it and i was like damn if the astros play the dodgers in the world series this year and somehow god forbid beat the dodgers that might be the worst, oh, the, the, the worst, worst feeling ever. The most cataclysmic, I can't even event in Dodger history. And it's it being Texas, so yeah. And so starting next round, the NLCS is gonna have fans in the stands. Like right after, right after the LA fans finish destroying our town in celebration of the Lakers, we're gonna go back and destroy it again in anger from the Dodgers losing the right, World Series. Right. Exactly. So yeah, here's the, here's the other thing too is that if for whatever reason. It happens to be Astros Dodgers again in the World Series, and if the Astros win, Astro fans are going to be absolutely insufferable. They're already insufferable about it, dude. They're like, "Oh, we still got the ring, we still got the title." I'm like, "Dude, you guys read the room. Nobody's saying you don't got it. Nobody's saying you don't have it. It's saying we're all saying it's tainted. It's not real. Nobody's saying because they should have stripped it, but you can't. You can't pull away championships. That's just a weird precedent for future references. But nobody's Uh saying you don't have the ring because you do." We're saying it's not a real championship. You could go in the history books. Look, there it is right there. Yeah. But asterisk, guys. That's all we're saying. If the Dude, if the if the Dodgers lose the World Series, Roberts can't show his face in LA anymore. Kershaw's going to have to throw in the towel a few years early. I might retire from, from the Dodgers for a little bit, man. And I don't know if I can handle it. And if I'm, on my, if I'm a Dodger... room on the Angels bandwagon. If, if I'm, no. If I'm a Dodger player and I'm on my last year of my contract, I'm not resigning. I'm going somewhere else. I'm like, ah, I've had a good. Okay. I don't want to go that far, but man, it's it'd be it'd be a nah, tough, man. It'd be a tough it'd, offseason. It'd be tough to show your face in LA if you're if you if you're that one player that gives up a big run, or you're that one guy that that does like a like what was it Bill Buckner? Oh yeah, the World Series. You don't show your well, face dude, in just LA in anymore. General man, and the, here's the thing. So when the Dodgers went back to back years and lost twice, right? Yeah. And then they go and they lose to uh, the Nationals in the in the first round last year. Mm-hmm. People started giving up the, or people started doing the whole, oh, 
The Dodgers are the the Buffalo Bills, the 1990 Buffalo Bills. They're the Bills of the of MLB. And me as a Bills fan and a Dodgers fan, mm-hmm. I can't have these these crossing streams, man. I can't have this like monstrosity of Your just heart can only take hurt. so much. Exactly. Now I have the the, yeah. the own four four in a row Buffalo Bills in my history. I can never be a Buffalo Bills fan without anybody bringing right, that up. Right. It sucks. And now I'm teetering on being a Dodgers fan and going to the World Series three out of four years and losing three. Like that would be just, ugh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I wouldn't the, be able to do it. I think the other part too that's really crazy as well though is that like, the, I just, it's every player that leaves the Dodgers and leaves on a sour note is universally hated by every fan. Machado, Greinke, Granky is despised. Granky, because and then he left for more money, and now he's you he know, left now for he, yeah. Now he ended up on the Astros of all which is places. Even worse. And so if he wins a World Series, I'm pretty sure Los Angeles will burn down to the ground. You see him uh, give up his sign. He threw the two for a changeup or off speed pitch, and the, uh, I forget the guy's name. Lorenz Loreano. Mariano, the one that almost yeah. beat the, the one that almost fought the guy. Yeah, almost he, fought the dude. Three run tank to dead center. I'm like that's I what love you get it. for being a prick. Anyways, enough baseball talk. Let's do some. Yeah, let's talk some football. Actually, no, we, you t- you touched on it, so I know we're pushing back football. Again here, but we will get to it. I promise. Lakers, you mentioned how the <sighs> Lakers we might tear the city down. So the Lakers are wearing their mama jersey for oh, game dude. five tonight. We're recording this on yeah. Friday, so by the time you're listening to this, it, the city might be burning already. Who this, knows? This is a this is a how do I say this? This is like all the ingredients are in there for LA to inevitably burn to the ground. Right, mama jerseys. It'll be the 17th championship, which ties them with the Celtics for the most in NBA history. They've been cooped up in their house for a year and a half, it feels like. Cooped up? Yeah, and, and there are of the there are there are troglodytes out there who believe that LeBron doesn't belong in a top five list who will try to who will try it's to true. shoot down this championship. It's true. It's true. It's re- You're so stupid. You're so anyway. dumb it hurts. Well, it's well cuz Randy said me uh, Do you ever hear thing. me? Do you ever hear me talk about Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer as to why I think one's superior than the other? We are bringing tennis into the No, no, I'm, I'm asking you. Have you heard my conversation about no, it? Yes or no? No, I haven't. Exactly, no, I haven't. because I don't talk about sports I don't know about, you idiot. <laughs> so why are you talking about basketball? Anyways, go ahead. I know about basketball. I've seen enough basketball. Yeah, you're shaped I've been like watching one. basketball since <laughs> I was a kid. Okay? But I was going to say going back to the uh the thing that Randy mentioned. I I saw a memo that the city has basically sent out saying they will not be showing game five of the finals tonight at LA Live yeah. or at Staples Center because they don't want a crowd to show up and they're encouraging everybody to stay in their home. That'd be so funny. Okay, yeah. buddy. Apparently they're putting okay. up uh, they're putting up like gates and stuff around Chick Hearn Center or Chick Hearn Drive right there. So nobody can good, like, good luck with that. Everything outside of those okay. gates is gonna burn. All right. Because nobody does because nobody in LA has legs that could jump over a fence or any kind of guardrail. Like, think of too. think that of too. all the shop owners who just ba- Opened up their business again after being boarded up. Like, oh crap! <laughs> the real? Lakers are about to win the goddamn championship. So I'm, you know me. I like to watch the world burn. I love chaos. You know, yeah. and I, I believe from the a La- distance. I believe the Lakers will win. I believe they're gonna win. Yeah. But I want them to lose Game Five solely because they switched their jerseys to the Mamba jerseys because they want to be wearing it when they they win. Obviously, because yeah. all the Kobe tie-ins, which is my big point here. I'm over the Kobe stuff. I'm over the do it for Kobe. I'm over the the job's not done. I feel like it's really corny. I can see getting behind the death of somebody to be inspired. Yeah. That I don't really have a problem with. But the whole job's not done, Mamba mentality, job's not done. And now the Dodgers even post something like that, job's not done. I'm like, guys, okay. you're. I, I understand why they're doing on. it, but I think it also takes away from like um the fact that this whole, what's going on right now wouldn't have happened without like Rob Palenka and stuff. Like the like the did you hear about do you hear about the voting? Like the was it like exec NBA executive of the year? He finished like seventh. Oh yeah. And he brought in A D and LeBron James 
to cure the six year NBA uh, playoff drought for yeah. the Lakers. I mean, but I mean, being the Lakers, you're going to be playing in the negative already. Like people aren't going to give you the credit you deserve necessarily because yeah. how hard is it to pull LeBron and AD into a Los Angeles Lakers uniform? Yeah. You know, if, you, if you're the freaking Indiana Pacers and you went out and grabbed LeBron James and AD right. in, in in sequential or, you know, someone the same yeah. years, you're going to be GM of the year. But you're Rob Polinka. You had Mike, you, Michael Jackson. You had Magic Johnson go in and get pretty much bring in LeBron. You had LeBron bring in AD because they were boys or he, they traded for him. I do you appreciate had, you had. How much did he really do when it comes to it? Because AD yeah. said, trade me to the effing Lakers. So how much did Polinka really do? I do appreciate Danny Green coming over here and being like, I'm here to help you guys. Like, oh, thanks, Danny Green. Pre- <laughs> appreciate the the, the support, who dude. Gets, who gets more hate on NBA Twitter, Lakers Twitter, the, Danny Green or Kyle Kuzma during games? Kyle Kuzma. I, Kyle Kuzma uh, by a mile. No, Danny Green gets... Okay, well, Danny, hold I, on. I, was, I was going to bring in a third option. Uh, with the exception of this past game, uh, KCP gets a lot of hate. But now, no, but, but see, KCP's now, not as... KCP, I feel like, was the guy last year. Yeah. This year, dude, it's Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. Did you see the petition that, or the GoFundMe or whatever? For Kuzma. That they're, yeah. Oh, like, they're Kuzma shouldn't signing, get a ring. Yeah, like, signing, that. like, how many can we get to not give Kuzma a ring if they win it all? Yeah, so two things here. KCP's in the same league as, like, uh, Sasha Vujacek and DJ Mabenga for future Lakers who win championships who just get forgotten. But, uh, it's no, it's, it's more like Kuzma's one of those guys where... You know, inevitably, when your team wins a championship, a few of the dudes on that team are dipping out. Like they're like, okay, we won it. I won a championship. I finally did what I always wanted to do. Let me go make some more money somewhere else, probably, because I'm a champion. So it's like, oh, we're bringing in a champion. So if Kuzma knows that Laker Nation does want nothing to do with him, once he gets a championship, he's like, you know what? Maybe I'll take my talents to New York because now I'm the NBA champ coming into play for the Knicks. Yeah, I'm going to hang out with the Kardashians. Exactly. You know, my life ain't that bad. It's not that bad. LeBron might hate me because I can't sink in a wide open three on the corner, yeah. but, you know. What was that storyline going around about how, was it Tyler Hero who was dating Kuzma's ex or something? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and she's in the like bubble that, with yeah. him, yeah. So yeah, and I'm, she's like 27 and Hero can't even drink beer. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, that's he's such only like a trip. Dude, uh, Rachel Nichols from the jump tweeted out. She's yeah. like, he was in high school or two years ago. Like imagine being a 20 yeah. year old and you, you put up what a 40 piece in the NBA finals. You have LeBron barreling down on you in the lane. Like what a life, what are we doing but, with our lives? guys? But how annoying too, though, like you're Tyler hero, which, and you're two years out of high school, but so, but you're not, and you're not even drinking like, like college alcohol. You're not drinking four locos. This dude's drinking like expensive <laughs> ass alcohol. He's not going through buzz balls or, or what or if he was Keystone Light and what stuff? What if he was still going through like the Mad Dog 2020 phase or the four loco Ugh. phase? Or he's That's he's sitting gross. at dinner with Jimmy Butler, who's a big wine guy. And he's got his little yeah. wine glass and, and he's like drinking a do you think, uh, or something. Do you think the dudes on the team slip him alcohol? Like they put him oh, in a cup? Like, yeah, totally. Like, totally. Here, totally. like Butler's like, let me get a, uh, you know, Suve, whatever beer, wine crap, and then go ahead and give me like a Corona on the side. Like, here you go, Hero. There you go. If, he ever, if he ever gets interviewed, he has to pull the Sean White where when they ask him about drinks, he just says Mountain Dews, baby. It's funny because you, you come across these stories every now and then about like teenage athletes or underage athletes drinking yeah. when they're celebrating. World Junior Championships, every couple of years, something happens. You know, they're like, they're like 16 or 18 to 22 years old uh-huh. hockey players, right? And you get these Russian guys who come over from Russia. They're playing juniors over there, junior over here. Yeah. They win. You see them. Somebody always happens. Somebody tweets out, oh, look at all these underage, blah, 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 drinking on the ice, celebrating after the game or in the locker room. I'm like, guys, 
PC police. Yeah. Buzz kills. You, shut the hell up. You know what I've always loved? I've always loved the Olympics. When every year, the every time the Olympics go on, they always talk about how like, oh, such and such is the youngest person to ever do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and I'm like, you know, they're excited about going to Russia at the age of 17 or 18 because mm-hmm. they know they're going to drink their hearts out. Yeah. Because who's going to stop them? I mean, Olympics are even worse now, too, because you get oh, like 14, 15, 16 year olds in the Olympics. It's it's wild. Yeah. I think that's a, a basketball and MLB quota yeah, for like even, the month. We didn't even talk about basketball. We talked about the infrastructure of Los Angeles and the, and the <laughs> yeah, Olympics. Yeah, that was more of a LA sports segment than yeah. versus an MLB and NBA segment. I think it was more of like, a, if you own a business, uh, don't. Lakers so. and Dodgers. I know we touched on it last episode a little bit, but it is a very interesting time to be an LA sports fan with the Lakers a win away from an NBA finals championship. The Dodgers look really good. Uh-huh. And I'm still I'm still on my my plan, guys. Hold off the parade, which I mean, you can't have L.A. shut the F down still. So we can't have a parade if we wanted to. But my parade idea, Dodgers win, Lakers win, L.A. Coliseum, pack that ish full and do a joint parade celebration. Hear me out, guys. Let's just get a bunch of water, fill up the L.A. River, get a few rafts and just push them down the L.A. River. (laughs) I'm actually for this. I I think (laughs) this is a great idea. They'd be so scared. (laughs) Yeah, right. All right, guys. Week five in the NFL. It started already. Did you guys watch any of the Buccaneers um, Bears game? I know Randy did. You got a little NFC North rooting interest in that. Got a little bit, but Nick Foles, big dick Nick. As I am with the Eagles, the Bears are impossible to watch half the time because they're just boring and stale. Mm -hmm. Minus Khalil Mack. Everything else about the Bears is Imagine boring. Imagine Tom Brady and you just can't beat Nick Foles for some reason. But no. okay, but that's not even fair though because like Khalil Mack was ragdolling that poor rookie lineman. <laughs> I know, but still, I'm just it was, saying it was so that's bad. what it was the storyline the storyline is always so-and-so is yeah, the quarterback. against so-and-so, you know, and, and I understand, you know, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady all those years weren't playing each other, they are playing defenses, but uh-huh. it's always going to be Peyton Manning always got handled by Tom Brady. Right. And now whenever it comes up, Tom Brady's great and all, but somebody somewhere, an Eagles fan probably, or some Nick Foles fan, if there is one. Oh, but he never beat Nick Foles. That's true. So uh, this never is beat one of those Nick things. Foles and never beat Eli Manning. Something about the NFC East versus Tom Brady. I, oh, yeah, that's weird, man. I, I did have my, I did have my like, whoa, that's weird moment with Tom Brady yesterday when mm-hmm. he was sitting on the bench in a Tampa Bay Whites. Yeah, I'm sitting there looking at him. I'm like, wow, that's a little weird to see. It's funny you mentioned this whole matchup because I feel the need to drop the O word, which is overrated, because oh. I think the hype behind the NFC South is overrated. I think we've learned it, this it year. Is this Isn't year, it always it's, we've I feel learned. Like it always is, man. I think we need to no. pump the brakes in the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are they're not that great. And put your, put away they're your division bias great. a little bit, Tyler. But no, 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 I feel no, like they're always coming up short, dude. Like I do. The, like, the division. The division at one time hosted Matt Ryan, Cam Newton. Drew Brees, all either MVPs or Super Bowl MVPs. Yeah. And Carolina and New Orleans at one time also had the better, like the best defenses in the league. Tampa's always just kind of been there. I, I don't know. The NFC South has always been a real good division, but this year they're they're kind of. But I feel like yeah, the division he, as a whole never comes together as a whole. It's always like, okay, yeah, I understand. There's been right. some good teams. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, Cam had MVP season. Reason the Saints are Lost. never, you know, they're never a gimme. Made to Super Bowl. You know, it, there's good teams, there's good players, but I feel like there's always just something up with the division. Yeah. Like there's one team running away with it, and then somebody's, every other team's floating around 500 or something. But I do find it funny though how people like Tyler, who are Falcons fans, and I guess you could throw Panthers fans in there too, always talk smack about the Buccaneers. But if you look at the division as at a whole, the every team there has made it to the Super Bowl at least once. The only ones with championships though are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Saints. 
Yeah. The Falcons haven't Falcons haven't finished it. The Panthers haven't. So it's like I find it a little bit ironic where all this hype behind this division being so strong every year just goes to show that like it's never what it's supposed to be. You want to talk about overrated and never panning out to the the power, the prowess that it's oh, supposed to come with it. With you all want to say it together? NFC East. East. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Said the, mo- the biggest waste the of most- time is watching an NFC East matchup. Every single time. It's oh, Whenever something crazy happens in the NFL, it's always the NFC East. Remember when Deshaun Jackson returned that punt? <laughs> he dropped it. Oh, oh, oh that, that was the yeah the punt when uh, Coughlin Miracle was still. Yeah. Yeah. Part two. Coughlin almost had a heart attack on the field. <laughs> NFC East, Giants, uh, Giants-Eagles. But it, but like even then, like look look at now. The Cowboys have a big game this weekend. They're taking on the giant uh, the Giants, and they're only favored to win by a touchdown. That's ridiculous. Uh, like Dak Prescott wants to win all this money and stuff, but with the incompetence of Mike McCarthy, and I'm God and that for- sucks. It's crazy because he's he's making tons of cash right now on the on the franchise tag. Yeah, but and he's playing well enough where he should cash in, but his team's not winning. He leads the league in passing. He's playing for a great offensive team, offensive unit, tons of weapons, but they're not leading their division because they can't win. They they find ways to lose. The only team that finds ways to lose more right. is the Falcons, who gave them their win. Okay. Sorry, uh, sorry, Ty, I had to do it. I'm, full circle, full circle. If I'm a Cowboys coach, right, and I see the I see the the potential players who are going to be the top, like you know, first round picks in, in the draft, defensive players. If I had enough money, I would just approach the ones who aren't playing right now and be like, here, man. Here's a, here's a here's a contract. Come play for me. Screw the draft. Just let's just jump over this little boundary. Right. I've always wondered that. Like, why can't coaches just be like, hey, uh, let's say let's use them. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody. I don't even know who's big in well, this year. The thing in the draft. is, though, you can't wait. For, you can't expect somebody that's that good to just not be drafted. No, I know, I know. But I'm just yeah. saying. But I've always thought it's kind of strange how like it is weird because you, you have you the money. About, you hear about undrafted players just signing with people right after. Yeah. And it's like, well, why why just just don't enter the draft and then declare for you know. NFL free agency as a rookie yeah. that didn't end of the draft, then you just pick, right? Basketball players are finally figuring that out. But my my thing, though, is that, like, God, I, I think it's time that we can say that the NFC South is overrated. The NFC as a whole, really, I don't think has no. that many strong teams. It's not. It's always, I feel like it's always the AFC. It's. I feel like it's always the AFC Super Bowl to lose, at least in recent memory. We've had the Patriots kind of tear through the recent history. So there's kind of like, you know, it's a weird little caveat, but I do feel like the AFC regularly is a stronger conference than the NFC. Like I'm always going to be a homer for Green Bay, but I can confidently say that I think Green Bay is the best team in the NFC North because the Bears are overrated and the okay, worst forward Okay, let's go through that real team. quick then. We talked about the NFC North, so before yeah. we go to find our blowouts real quick, let's go best team in each division. So NFC North, I think it's pretty obvious that it's the Packers, right? Do you have yeah. any any problem with that, Tyler? I'm actually going to say Bears. I knew it. Are you well? It's 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 not because of the offense. It's more I like the Bears' defense more than Green Bay's defense. That's really the only reason why. I mean, all right, okay, but my okay. So here's my uh, argument to that: the offense is so much better than the other offense that it's like they're already so far ahead. Even if the defense was stacked up a little bit better, it's oh, as a whole, you can you can make that argument. Yeah, I'm still gonna say Bears. You're a bitch. <laughs> NFC South. Where, uh, are we, where are we going with Tampa or New Orleans, guys? Um, I, I think uh, I think Tampa, but barely by anything again, though. Again, barely. I'm just gonna say yeah. It's it's kind of a letdown division. I mean, yeah, after Randy just talked about it for a couple. It's a minutes, disappointing yeah. thing. It's a disappointing uh, division. But I'd have to say Tampa Bay, but by a hair. Right. By yeah, a I'm, hair. I'm in the same way. I had Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl yeah. in my NFC prediction, so I can't really punt on them just yet so i'm gonna go tampa what about you tyler i'm gonna say new orleans because the original prediction for tampa is that they were gonna show up some kind of uh 
New Jersey Nets team when they had Paul That's Pierce, right. Kevin you said Garnett. They were going to be like they're going to show up really hill. good with all these veterans, and they're just going to kind of flounder. And we'll we'll see what happens. All right, this one this will be an interesting one for your guys' opinion on the NFC West. I mean, it's kind of clear cut. Seattle Seahawks probably the best in the division. So maybe I'll frame it this way: How close? It maybe give me what your guys' opinion then. If if you think the Rams are better or at least close behind the Seahawks in the NFC West, um, I think the Seahawks are rightfully at number one but their defense is so atrocious that the Rams might just expose them. I think the Niners really got the, the worst Dude, of this deal. Niners though. got the shaft real they bad, did. man. Everybody's injured. Nobody, like, they just, nothing's clicking. But they're 2-2, two and two, so they're 500. It's not like they're 0-4. No, no. And they're, they're just kind of, they're trying to limp along until Jimmy G gets back. Yeah. Um, George Kittle was on the shelf for too long, so he's still a weapon. Um, but yeah, they got they got hit real hard. They lost Bosa for the season. I do actually like the NFC West though because the division as a whole is a bit interesting. Yeah, like the, the Cardinals are fun to Cardinals watch. Cardinals are good. I mean, the NFC West has got to be the hardest division in the league for sure. I think so. Tyler, who do, what do you think? Rams or are you going to go? Gonna are you going to go off the wall and pick the Cardinals like you normally do with the stuff like this? No, this is oh man, this is a close one. I got to say it's Seattle's to lose. Yeah, and, I don't think yeah. so. But the Rams, really are, the Rams are right behind. The Rams look a lot better. Like last year, I think they had a, the obviously the, the Super Bowl hangover stuff is always apparent. But they look real good this year. They look like the, a fine-tuned machine again. If the Rams would have come back against Buffalo and won, I would probably pick the Rams considering they'd also be 4-0 and tied first place in that division. But just because they let up that Josh Allen touchdown super late, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Seattle. I think it's Seattle's to lose. Plus, right. I'm a massive Pete Carroll dude. That dude always knows what he's doing. Yeah, dude, he figures it out. NFC least guys, what do you think about this one? I'm gonna stand by my pick and say Washington. I think every team here is just in the process of self implosion. One and two, one two one, one three zero, one three zero, zero and four. My God, what a bad division. The Cowboys are gonna continue to get bad now with their uh, was it uh, Tyron Smith out for the year? Yeah, Tyron Smith. Defense is atrocious. Uh, the Giants are going to continue to suck. Although I think the Giants are going to beat the Cowboys this weekend, that's going to be my uh, that's my little surprise pick because I thought every think? every blind squirrel finds its nut, and I think this is going to be the nail in the coffin for the Cowboys. So, Cowboys See, fans, okay, get so ready. Self implosion. I'm going to give it early here. I think that's going to be my blowout of the week. I think the Cowboys are going to smack around the Giants. No, I think the Giants are going to upset the Cowboys, and it's going to be it's going to be an embarrassing game for Dallas, which I'm going to love and relish. Um, I think the Eagles are going to, I just, I don't know. The Eagles are weird. And unless the Eagles put in Jalen Hurts, I don't see them beating, like winning the division. That's why I think the Cowboys, or the Cowboys, uh, Washington is just going to figure it out. Ron Rivera already benched Haskins. He's like a third stringer yeah. now. Alex Smith, dude. Hey, revenge dude, tour. Dude was going to die and lose his leg and he's going to play, take NFL snaps again. This is, this, I mean, this not, is how Disney just, movies yeah, are he, made, he, man. He already, he already said Kyle Allen is starting, so Alex Smith is a backup. Yeah, but how one, good is Kyle Allen? Away. Alex Smith one is going to be. Away. Yeah, Alex Smith will be the starter. I think Kyle, by the end of the, the end of the month. Kyle Allen started for the for the Panthers, and they won. I think like two games, and the Carolina he, fans were he just certain have, he was. He the, did have the first two weeks though when he was playing the Panthers, where he did play pretty well. That's and the then thing. They though. got some tape on him, and they're like, okay, like all right, this Kyle is, Allen, get back in line. Yeah, please. I'm still going to say the Cowboys for now. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm really hesitant. And this is going to be bold. I'm going to say this: the Cowboys are going to win that division with a six and ten record, dude. It's I always and that's the division. That. It's always week seventeen, yeah. And somebody has to beat somebody to give them a chance, and then somebody backdoors in, like last year, like the Eagles. The Cowboys had to beat the Eagles, win, and you're in. They lost to the Eagles, and then didn't the Eagles win the division because they won the next week or something like that? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. The NFC yeah. East is NFC just East. Listen, to these so points weird. four totals, points four through four games, eighty four points for the Eagles, seventy nine points for the. 
the the Washington football team, 126 points for the Cowboys, and then 47 for the New York Giants. Uh, that's so bad. Four games, four games, 47 points for the Giants. You sure you want to? You're you averaging re, you like don't 12 revise points your, a game. Your pick, Randy. I stand. I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to. Your bold prediction. Falter okay. off my prediction. All right, real quick through the AFC. I mean, we got to talk about the AFC West, guys. AFC West is. I look. I'm. I'm going to say it. AFC West is obviously Kansas City's to lose. However, oh I still God. believe. There's always a however with you. I still believe. I said at the beginning of the year. I still believe the Raiders will kind of give them a little what bit are of you a scare. Talking they play about? each other this weekend. So give me. Do they? If for them to give them a run for their money, they have to beat them this weekend. They can't lose to them. Where are they going to make up the ground? So do you think the Raiders beat the Chiefs then this weekend in Kansas City at Arrowhead? You know, since Randy mentioned an upset already, he's picking Giants over the Cowboys. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick an upset as well. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna say Raiders over Chiefs. I'm Chiefs gonna, I'm gonna have, have had a weird couple weeks with all this Corona stuff they circulating have. around. Yeah, them. and you know what? The Chargers. But, but did they get more rest for their money? <sighs> no, no, no. They got less rest because they rest. played Monday yeah. night. I'm all so confused by how everything's going right I don't now. know. It's yeah, weird. dude. Talk about my. You want to talk about confused? My Bills. So they originally would have had this Sunday's game against the Titans. Yeah. The Titans are in their own COVID stuff meltdown. So their game got pushed back to Tuesday. Tuesday night football. And that resulted in the Bills Thursday night game against the Chiefs Uh being pushed back to Sunday instead. So now... Originally, the, the the original like possible plan was there was no game against the Titans, and the Bills go into Thursday night with like eleven days off against the Chiefs. And then it was like all pissed off, whatever. Now this scenario, if it all plays out this way, Bills play on Tuesday and they only have five days off before playing the Chiefs on Sunday. So wow. now they're pissed the other wow. way. Wow, that's so stupid. I mean, I'd be so no mad if I was a Bills fan. If I was a Bills player, yeah. What the hell? The Steelers are getting the shaft too. I think. I think they're gonna have the same kind of situation going into play the Dolphins. Can we just reschedule these games for later in the year? It would because have been, it's the NFL or, or God forbid, God forbid, we have two Thursday night games. It would have, it would have been smart for them to like plan and have like maybe you know, two two weeks at yeah. the end of the season possibly to to make up games, or maybe just don't do Thursday night games for a season. One thing, I, would have been smart, know, maybe. one thing I also it, love it, too though is that the idea of let's just push the game back to Tuesday. Like by Tuesday, everybody who had COVID is going to mis- yeah. magically be okay or something like. Like how is that, how does that work? But I guess I guess the only thing I can think of is that they hope that it's a false positive and the negative. Yeah, test well comes they've been they've been tested for a while now, so they should be good if they've been clean for however yeah. long. Just figure you, you got to remember the Titans already missed last week That's against true. the Steelers, so they're already they're already they're on thin ice. They're they've messed up. You heard about them doing a, a secret workouts while their facilities were closed, and the NFL's like, "Yo, you mess around like this again." You're forfeiting games, like you're done. Yeah, and it's true. It's like you you can't you can't mess with other teams' schedules because you're you're messing with the rules. Right. So okay, AFC West, Tyler with the Raiders, me and Randy with the Chiefs, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, AFC South. What? That's an interesting one, I guess. I don't know. Well, you actually you chose the Chargers to win the West. I know, and I feel better if they would have snuck out one of these wins, but they've lost these games in such a weird way. They they took the Chiefs to overtime. Yeah, they were uh, a hook and ladder away from beating the the Bengals, I believe. Or no, they beat the Bengals uh, on a kick. The Bucks, I think it was the yeah the the Bucks against Tom Brady last week. So it's like they're in these games, but you know they finally announced Justin Herbert's the starter for the rest of the year, which is you know R.I.P. My boy Tyrod Taylor, but Herbie. Um, so AFC West, you know, we got uh, the Chiefs and the Raiders. AFC South, let's run through these quick. We got to yeah. get to our picks here. So AFC South, I'm going to go with, I mean, 
I picked the Texans to win the division. Bill O'Brien out the door. Deshaun Watson is the guy still. But, Dude, uh, I'll tell you, right now, the Texans are in the best position to win the division. Bill O'Brien's gone. No more stupid trades. True. I'm sure morale's up. Plenty plenty of time to f- to right the ship. I mean, you still got yeah. some studs on the team. You're playing with the oldest NFL coach, per, I think, in history. I think I read statistics. He's 73 Cardinal. years old, yeah, yeah. which also, he has no business being on a field at 73 years old, Dude. but whatever. That's neither here nor there. Um, I still got the Titans winning, um, winning the division. I, do, I wouldn't be surprised, though. I'm if gonna flip, the Texans have a resurgence. I'm going to flip it, and I know it's, it sucks because this is Tyler's pick, but I think the Colts have probably looked the best in the division. Yes. Yes. So I was correct about you, something. You're going to stick with the Colts here, Tyler? Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with the All Colts. Right. It's The defense is still good. The defense is one of the top defenses in the league. You still have Phillip Rivers at quarterback, who is not done yet. So we'll, we'll see. But I'll say that's a good I, thing. I still pick the Colts. Trip North, yeah, AFC man, North, guys, thing. what do we got? I'm going to stick with my Cleveland Brownies. They've they figured it out, I think. They stopped letting Baker Mayfield <laughs> run around and just huck the ball and realize, hey, we're a pretty good running team. Well, Chubb's out for a little while. I know, and that's the crazier part. But, Kareem but Kareem Hunt is, still <laughs> Kareem there, Hunt is yeah, the backup. So. And that's what I was saying, guys. Like These guys are a Madden all-pro team. Like These guys should figure it out in some way, and it looks like they finally have. I think the, Jarvis I think the Landry key was... Jarvis Landry throwing missiles to OBJ. Right? I love I th- it. I think the key was, hey, let's not let Baker play like Mahomes. Right. Like, hey, you, you don't have it. Think the, the rookie TD record was cool and all, but uh, stop it. Yeah. Don't No more dancing. No more sticking flags in the middle of the field. Just, hey. Be a quarterback. What about you guys? Steelers three three and zero. Ravens three and one. Well, Some good my team still. My pick were the, was the Ravens, but the uh, the Steelers. I I just don't think the Steelers have really faced any legit competition. I mean, their defensive line is fantastic, but they've played the Giants, the Broncos, and the Texans with Bill O'Brien. Yeah. And next they're playing the Eagles, which I I don't see how they would lose to the Eagles right now. Uh, so it's not going to be until the 18th when they take on the Browns, where they might actually face some decent competition, but. Right now, everything's just been a cakewalk for them. So who are you picking for the division then? Ravens. Stick with the Ravens. Tyler? I'm still picking the Ravens. Okay, okay. And then AFC East, guys, we got to talk about it. Nobody, nobody give me any kind of bull crap right now. I got the Bills winning thank the whole you, thing. Thank you. We got 20 bucks on the line here. I know. Okay, thank you. Don't think you forgot, Tyler. Tyler. Are you still, are you still, bastard. You I'm, still I'm sold still, on I'm this? Still on the, I'm still on the Patriots. Why are you need uh, The Bills got to lose sometime. I don't know. L- listen, I don't know who it's going to be to. But the Bills have to lose sometime. No one's going undefeated. That's not happening. We're not okay. saying they're going undefeated. We're saying they're going to win the division. Yeah. No, but I mean, okay, who do the Bills play again this weekend? They play the Titans. No, they play the Titans on Tuesday. Okay, they play the Titans on Tuesday. Okay, I could see the Bills very easily losing to the Titans on Tuesday and the Patriots beating the Broncos. So there you go. One team is four and one. The other team is three and two. And it's just a one game race again. That but, sounds I mean, like I, you're just throwing it at a wall and hoping it happens. But it is, how I, does that gonna, necessarily equate to them winning the division? You need to you need to beat people in your division to win your division. And have the Patriots played the Bills yet? They have not. We will see. We'll see what the hoodie has planned. We'll see. Hoodie oh, God, you suck. He destroyed me. And you know, oh, he destroyed you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, let's get to our picks. I know we're all, we're kind of wrapping things up here. We're up whoa, against whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, hold on, hold on. I just noticed something on Monday it Night Football. It better be worth interrupting me. So so there were two games. There, there are now two games on Monday Night Football right. uh-huh. because obviously COVID tests. I just realized Broncos Patriots is Monday afternoon football. This game is kicking off at two in the afternoon on a Monday. And hold on. Oh, my God. I got, I got I something else. I did not see this. Something else on top of it. The game might as well be the BCA, the BCS championship because the announcers are going to be Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit. Oh, my yes. God. I actually, I actually <laughs> oh, love that. That is so. Kirk Herbstreit is pretty good. Yeah, but that's but so 2 funny. 2 p.m. Though. on the West Coast? 
2 p.m. Ridiculous. on the West Coast, so it's a so five o'clock kickoff. I get it for East Coast, but it's gonna be 2 p.m. Yeah, on the West Coast when people are still at. What, dude, rush hour hasn't even hit yet in L.A. At, on a Monday, and we're gonna, gonna have a home, football game. Yeah, people are gonna get home in Los Angeles and not even realize there was a game play before the Chargers game. Exactly, and then the next day, first off, we're gonna have Tuesday football, but it's not even Tuesday night football. Now this is Tuesday afternoon football because this Bills Titans game is kicking off at four in the afternoon. This so like before dinner. COVID twenty COVID just yeah. flips everything in the on its head, man. That's what I'm talking about. It's like when you're in like when you're in school and you're like, dude, I'm at school at night. Like, what the hell? Yeah. What am I doing yeah. here? This is basically NFL school at night. Like, there's games at two p.m. on a on a on a Monday. When people are at work, it's not even your lunch break. Tuesday, bro. Wait, just wait until how weird it's going to be. Because Monday, you got yeah. you get through Monday already. You get home. You're ready. You expect football. Yeah. If it's already on, it's going to be weird, whatever. But wait until you get home Tuesday afternoon. You got through your Monday. You're two days into your work week. And you sit down and you're like, oh, let's flip on the tube. Oh, crap. Football. NFL football. Not Maction or anything. NFL football on a Tuesday night. Pretty sexy. Pretty. I'll take it. For me though, I I think remember you remember your idea about how to get through all this Corona stuff. Each team gets a designated day of the week that they play on, for yeah, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, there you go, man. Bills get the Tuesday games. Uh, dude, uh, yeah, really got the the shaft for this. <laughs> but uh, I kind of like this, man. I kind of like having football. I don't like having football at two p.m. on an after on a on a weekday afternoon. But Monday and Tuesday night football, I'm um uh, kind of down yeah, with that. I mean, if the schedule could be actually worked out a little better, where you know the Bills don't have to go play the Chiefs. Yeah. Five days after the Tuesday night football, it's actually pretty cool. Another thing too, though, is that like it's it's going to be on CBS, so I can only imagine the panic that the CBS imaging departments must be going through trying to come up with like Tuesday night football graphics right. that they're never going to use again. Right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, you, that's a good point because no Monday night football has a header. It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter when you're playing. You got the Monday night football layout. Somebody, somebody, some graphic design person somewhere is like. All right, Tuesday night football, Shield, Tuesday, not Monday. Cross that out, pull that out. It's Tuesday night. Drag Buffalo. Wait, are here. you telling me I'm going to hear Tony Romo and Jim Nance on a Tuesday night? That is oh, amazing. Is that the, is I'm that, so down for it. That they, has to be the announcing crew. They have crew. to. Because they, they got to play it as a primetime game. Like, they're not going to throw some buster squad out there for a standalone game on a Tuesday. Like, I mean, they're breaking out the BCS crew for the for the Monday afternoon game. Okay, that's so that's crazy. Because the, that's because the no, Monday I'm not saying crew that's a bad thing. at the first game. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying yeah. that's, like, ridiculous. Like, COVID 2020 is really something else. I'm just saying, if I'm not hearing Tony Romo, I better be hearing Kevin Harlan. I better be hearing one of the two. I just, okay, that, I'm just really happy about. that we're not. The game is going to be thrown on to like NFL Network or or ESPN or something. It's going to be on just CBS. Anyone can watch it. That's that's going to be a lot of fun, man. It's going to be exciting. At four in the afternoon. Please move your local news to later in the day because oh, that's not yeah. happening. Everybody at the news department's getting the night off. I like it though. I mean, like, what? It, think about it. There's so many games on Sunday that that transpire on the same time. What if we just space them out, you know, throughout the week? Football every single night, every single day. Because during the football season, all you want is football. Yeah. I want to be exhausted. By the time football season is up, I want to be exhausted. Like, I don't want any more football. From Sunday to Thursday where you're like, you're really jonesing. Like, ah, I could really go for a football game on a Tuesday night. It's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. All right. Let's do our pick before we get out of here. All right. Week five, NFL action, guys. Where's I mean, I guess I already did give my pick. My blowout's going to be the uh, Cowboys-Giants. Yeah, the Cowboys over the Giants um, on Sunday morning. I got, and this is going to be, I, don't, I hate to even mention this because this is going to get Tyler there into a rut, but I see the Panthers blowing out the Falcons and this being the nail in the coffin and Quinn finally <laughs> Dude. being ran out of town. Oh, man. I don't, all right. Yeah. Again, to, don't spiral on us because yeah. we brought this up, Tyler. But an 0 5 Falcons team after losing <laughs> to the Panthers, rough. 
I would. I I know we I gave you some. I kind of hope it happens. We gave I'm you some some crap early on yeah. for just really, really, really overplaying this Dan Quinn hatred. But if that happens, I'll give you another out, man. You earn another week. If you lose to a Carolina team, that's bad enough because that's a division rival. If you lose to a Carolina team that doesn't even have Christian McCaffrey, that's even worse. Teddy and I'm not here for that. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy's going to go off, man. One of these 0-4 teams is going to reach 0-5. And I think the Giants are going to beat the Cowboys by some miracle of God. I think the Jets and the Falcons are both going to fall to yeah. 0-5. Jets against the Browns, tough. Yeah, tough, right, tough, where, tough. Where's tough. your blowout, Tyler? I'm actually going to pick the Rams over the Washington football team. I think the Rams will yeah. go in and absolutely destroy them. I don't know, man. Might send Alex Smith back to the Riverboat hospital. Riverboat Ron. I think third quarter... Uh, Kyle Allen throws his third pick of the game, and Alex Smith gets wheeled out in a wheelchair, and then he just comes off. And so, then, so Tyler, you're the only one that doesn't think Alex Smith sees the game on Sunday. I think he sees the game. I don't think I Kyle think, Allen's going to do much to keep him on the sidelines. I think Ron Rivera. I mean, it would have to be. And Eric, I'm sorry for bringing this up. I think it would have to be Nathan Peterman levels bad for Alex Smith to see game time this Sunday. I think Ron Rivera will let Kyle Allen do it for one game, reevaluate, and if he doesn't like it then put in Alex Smith, but yeah, like I said, unless it's Nathan Peterman bad, uh, Alex Smith won't see the field this Sunday. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think they're going to, he, he, Allen's going to throw a, 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 a number three pick to Ramsey or someone, and then Alex Smith is going to pull Kevin Nash and just pull off that fake fake broken leg in the wheelchair, oh come onto the field, and it's go time. <laughs> All right, well, there you have it. We'll see if Tyler is uh, still a Falcons fan or still alive by the next time we record. <laughs> Tyler, knows, I, dare you, right? I dare you not to tweet about the Falcons until like Monday morning. He can't do it. He can't do I it. Know. No way you can do he it. Can't. To not tweet about them until Monday morning? Um, no way. Impossible. I bet you can't do it. Yeah, you're right. I can't do it. Yeah, no way. You know, you know, like the political blowhards, Trump haters, oh, yeah. whatever. It's like literally they wake up and they just probably reach for their phone and tweet from their bed about ah, I'm our orange president. That's Tyler with Dan Quinn and the Falcons right now. He rolls yeah. over. He shouldn't have a job. Exactly. I don't have a job, exactly. but Dan Quinn go. does. How is that right? Exactly. I'm just saying. If only, I'm just if, saying. If, only, if only he had the same kind of intensity in uh, applying to jobs that he does with Twitter and the Falcons. <laughs> like, for real. I, I have. If you want to hear my job updates, please hit me up on Instagram right. and I'll let you know. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Email I mean, me for a resume. Let's get out of here. You guys got anything to say on your way out? Um, I feel I, 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 for one will say I'm not a fan of bye weeks. I respect them. I want the guys to get healthy, but not having your team play is a bit brutal. So, yeah, it's going to be weird waiting for the bills until Tuesday for me. I'm sure. What yeah. about you, Tyler? Uh, I was actually just going to say that I'm super excited for Tuesday night football. And for those who are listening, me, Randy and Eric might have something in the works. So tune in for the next episode and we'll let you know if that's a thing or not. All right. Don't know what that's about, but uh, follow us on Instagram at Tailgaters Sports. Until next time, guys, go watch some freaking sports. <laughs>